Good morning, good morning. Welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation and the Eviction Space. Okay, everybody, I'm super excited. I'm, you know what, I always say that, right? <laughs> I am. Every time I do episode i'm excited to be here and to give you guys this information i mean you guys are here you're listening i'm just super excited and i got some news for you um but it's going to be at the end of the um episode however we're still on how do we get this affordable housing who qualifies and what can we do to modify the qualifications um you know influence the change in the qualifications uh make it more equitable i mean what what do we do so now you know although i'm reporting on you know my findings and trying to lay the foundation to explain to you guys what's the cri- the criteria for quote unquote affordable housing um i'm also finding solutions and I'm having those conversations. I mean, those conversations are happening. They're happening a lot now. And I'm like, okay. I've been on LinkedIn for about six weeks now. And yeah, the conversations, they're happening. Everybody that I need to have these conversations with, they're on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is so awesome that they're just put me right up front. Put me right up there. I mean, they even gave me a yellow top leadership development badge on my profile so it's like okay thank you god god is just opening the doors it's just amazing man when god started lining everything up or aligning everything so that he can get you to your appointed time because god always work in the appointed time i know we always say he may not be on he may not come when you want when you want to but he's always one time god works at appointed times he always had an appointed time for each and every one of you but guess what we have to start walking toward that appointed time the appointed time is not going to come to you you have to walk toward that appointed time you know i could remember um interviewing pastor hillary Gooden, and she she said she said um every time you speak a word it's gonna wait on you somewhere so your word is going to wait on you in the future. Whatever words you speak, they'll wait on you in the future at some point. And that's what God's appointed time is. Some some future point where you need to be walking toward it so that it can happen. And so on the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation page, although we're um, sharing as many resources as possible, I'm, I'm so glad that we decided to share those resources because... Yeah, we're, you know, partnering with people. I mean, we're sharing resources from every state that we could think of. United Way, Habitat of Humanity, um, Chicago Housing Authority, um, um, even uh, the treasurer of um, Chicago. We're sharing every resource that we can find because we all know resources resources if the resources are out there then we want to make sure that people are able to find them i mean it takes a village i don't care what situation you're in it takes a village when you're dealing with the economy right and economic um, issues okay so let's get started 
Now, what we did was we broke down AMI this time. And this article is on the Eviction Space newsletter. It came out yesterday. Um, I wrote this article because of the episodes that I was doing here. And when I said AMI or I did the AMI numbers wrong, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be an AMI expert. <laughs> so I started looking up everything possible when it comes to AMI because I never want to do that again, right? Um, okay. And so this article, so then this article will break down AMI, area median income, and all of the the calculation how it's calculated things like that we're gonna break this down in this episode okay okay so this article came out on LinkedIn um, and the eviction space newsletter okay so the article is unveiling the significance of area median income AMI and community development and housing policy all right okay so in the intricate, intricate tapestry of housing and urban development, a seemingly simple term holds the key to equitable community growth and accessible housing solutions. Area median income, AMI. This unassuming metric, often abbreviated as AMI, plays a pivotal role in shaping housing policies and determining affordability and fostering community development. In this exploration, we dive into the essence of AMI, how it's calculated and why it's the driving force in the realm of housing and community planning. Okay, so understanding AMI. All right, so at its core, AMI Area median income represents a midpoint of income distribution in a specific geographic area. It provides insight into the economic realities of a community ranging from the lowest to the highest household incomes. By calculating AMI, policymakers and experts gain a nuanced understanding of the income landscape, enabling them to tailor housing solutions that align with the unique needs of a residence of the residents so basically ami um so if you're in a neighborhood uh, you have a community and most of the communities in every city they're named something and you know i always go back to chicago because yeah i'm from chicago okay and so in chicago we have we actually have chinatown we have Bronzeville, we have Pie Park, we have South Shore, Inglewood. I mean, these are the names of the community. And so they would, so each one of these communities, the AMI would be based off that particular community, right? So here's the calculations and how it's actually calculated. AMI isn't a mere statistical figure. It's not about numbers. It is about numbers, but it's not just about numbers, right? It's a product of careful data analysis income data from households within a defined areas collected and ranked the median income position at the center of the spectrum becomes the area median income the ami this fundamental number isn't statistic it's dynamic with the variation across the regions and time 
So here's how it's calculated. I mean, here's how it's brought together data. So the data collection income is collected from the household and the designated area. The data could come from a source which is uh, such as the U.S. Census Bureau, American Community Survey, and other local surveys. Ranking and sorting. Um, collected income data is sorted from lowest to highest, finding the median. The median is the middle, the, the mean, the range, right? Um, the median income is the midpoint of the sorted income, da um, income data. It is the income value at which half of the households earn more and half earn less. So it is literally the, the minimum, the medium, sorry. It's, the, it's in between, it's the medium. Um, that's not what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's take a sip of coffee, shall we? <laughs> Mm. All right, it's the middle. It's literally the middle. And so 50% um, of the incomes are above, 50% of the incomes are below. It's the middle income, right? The percentages, the median income is then used to calculate different percentages of AMI, such as 30%, 50%, 80%. So these are the percentages used um, when it comes to affordable housing, right? So though that, that these percentages say how much the rent will be. So like with HUD subsidized programs, um, it's 30%. So when you hear, when you're, if you're a subsidized, you're in a subsidized or a public housing uh, development or any one of the subsidized programs, like, the tax credit program or section a or housing choice voucher program you they go by 30 percent right and so you're well 30 percent of your income you hear them saying 30 percent of your income so yeah it's a little bit different with subsidized housing because they go by your actual income they go by 30 percent of your actual income they don't go subsidized housing don't use the median um, the AMI, right? They go by 30% of your income is specific to your income. But then in affordable housing projects where you see it's mixed incomes in that development, they go by the area median income, say 30% of the area median income. So if the, ther the area median income is 100,000, then you can't make over uh, 30,000 in order to be considered for that affordable housing project, okay? Adjustments for household size. In some cases, the calculated AMI is adjusted based on household size, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. Geographic variations. AMI calculations can be varied by geographic area due to regional cost of living differences. For example, the AMI for a high-cost urban area will be different from that of a lower cost rural area. So basically that's where you get some uh, affordable housing projects are 30% of the AMI, 50% of the AMI, 80% of the AMI. And so if your uh, income is, the if the AMI is $100,000, then you can make more than $80,000 with 80% of the AMI. Um, in order to be considered for that apartment. So when it says geographical, geographic 
variations, a high cost urban area probably would have a 50 to 80% AMI. Whereas a lower cost rural area would possibly stick to 30% of the AMI. AMI, area median income, the midpoint of the income in the entire area that you live in, okay? Updating and reporting AMI calculations are usually updated annually and reflect the changes in income distributions, cost of living, because you know, we all know, yeah, income may change, the area may change, the people that live in the area and so forth. So here's an example of AMI. Um, so in that or in the article that I wrote on LinkedIn and the eviction space newsletter, um, I put an example, I broke it down, put an example, but then on your mobile phone, you can't really see the example, so I'm going to change that and put a table there, but it'll be a, a picture of a table, not what I have, because I have a live table, but it get changed um, depending on if you're on a computer. If you're on a computer or a laptop, yeah, you can see it, but when you're on your phone, yeah, the numbers are all over the place, but in any case... So here it is. Here's an example of how area median income can be broken in, down into different percentages for a hypothetical metropolitan area. So in this example, the AMI for the metropolitan area is assumed to be 50,000. So the median income is 50,000. So 50% of the people make more than 50,000 and 50% of the people make less than 50,000, right? In this example, Right. The table displays the annual income thresholds for households for different sizes, ranging from one to four individuals at three different AMI percentages, 30%, 50%, 80%. These are the ones that um, used the most, right? These percentages are often used as benchmarks to determine income eligibility for various affordable housing programs and initiatives. Keep in mind, that the actual AMI figures and income thresholds can can vary based on the specific metropolitan area and the data used for the calculation. So here it is. For 30% annual income for one household. So the, the AMI, the, the median income is 50000 right? And if the project is saying, if the affordable housing uh, complex is saying, um, 30% you can't make more than 30% of AMI then 30% of $50,000 would be 15,000 so for one person it will be 15,000 for annual income of two people $17,150 for annual income of three people $21,720,000 for annual income of four people $26,000 um, and $200 because the AMI is what is the AMI 30% right and, and and then as you can see it goes up according to how many people are in your household so that's something that I want to dig into and think about because guess what we're going to stay on point we'll talk about that that would be another um, episode. Okay, 50%. So let's say the median income is, the AMI is 50%. And the project, the uh, affordable housing project is saying you can't make more than 50% of AMI. So 50% of 
um, a $50,000 AMI would be what? $25,000. So let's go. But you know, um, it goes up according to how many people are in the household. So the AM income for a a 50% AMI project and the AMI is $50,000. The annual income for one, a household of one, can't be more than $25,000. A household of two can't be more than $28,000. A household of three can't be more than $35,000. And an annual income for a household of four can't be more than $43,000. So you're thinking, but why does it go up? Because what happens if I do have, I have three children and it's just me and it, and it's, and they're little children. How does that get calculated? That's a problem, right? That's something that we have to uh, kind of dig into and think about because maybe it should be according to the, the adults in the household. So if it's four people in the household and three of them are from the ages of 14 and down, then that doesn't mean more income is coming in, it just means you need more space. And that's why they base it off the household size, because you need more space. Because with three children, you possibly need a three bedroom, right? And, but maybe, you know, that's where they can kind of change it a little bit right and and then doing that changing it okay so if it's a household of four but three of the people are little children let's talk about it but if it's a household of four and three of the people are adults hey leave it like it is because every adult anybody over 18 should be working now there are some college students i get that but even in college you can get a job in college or something if you are let me tell you you're 18 you're going off to college I get that right but maybe you can't go off to college because you have to help at home because home is a single single parent um, household and you still got to be there and you still got to work there are ways around that and there are so many resources especially when it comes to higher education it's all about resources but you know what we're not gonna hey we, we gotta we gotta i gotta stay on fire. i i cannot digress this time i'm sorry you guys all right this like i said this article is in um on linkedin the eviction space newsletter um and you can find it you can find it on a permanent housing rentals foundation facebook page you can find it on permanent housing rentals foundation linkedin page you can find it on eviction space facebook page and linkedin page you can find it on my linkedin page i mean it's everywhere i'm going to put a link to this article inside the description of this podcast so that you can go through it yourself because of course you don't want me to read the whole article to you right you don't want me to do that <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're still at the fifty percent. Um, we're still at the AMI is fifty thousand dollars, and now we're gonna break down the numbers for a project that requires eighty percent. You can't make more than eighty percent of the AMI to be eligible for 
that complex okay so the and the ami is fifty thousand, right so they mean the annual income for a household of one um can only be 40 can't be more than forty thousand because um 80 percent of a fifty thousand dollar annual income is forty thousand and then the annual income at 80 percent of the ami which is fifty thousand the annual income of a household of two would be forty-five thousand. The annual income of a household with three would be fifty-seven thousand. You can't make over fifty-seven thousand. The annual income of a household of of four, you can't make over sixty-nine thousand. Now you're like, okay, so if the AMI is fifty thousand, then who's making sixty-nine thousand? You gotta think about it. AMI is so if the AMI is fifty thousand, then that means fifty percent of the people are making more than fifty thousand, and fifty percent of the people are making less than fifty thousand. So if the project says you can't, you know, if it's an AMI for eighty thousand, and that I mean eighty percent, and that would possibly be a high cost metropolitan area um, affordable housing uh, project then 69,000 would be right but let's say we're, we're right back to this point where okay we have I have three children and I'm I'm the only adult right and my income is about um 60,000 but then AMI is 69,000 for a household of four guess what you would still qualify because it said it can't because that's the threshold that is the limit right there 69,000 is the limit that that's the max you can make to be afforded or to be, to qualify for that affordable housing unit but we're still we we still have to tackle that where you know um they're considering uh four people a uh, four individual um or a household of four um for the size or the number of people but they're not doing the adjustments for the income that's coming in because if three of the people in that household are children then that, that means only one adult is getting money. All right, let's go. So we have several uh, examples in that newsletter, HUD's high, uh, high housing cost adjustments. You have to literally read that um, or look at the examples. These are photos that kind of like break it down. Um, another example from HUD, photos that breaks it down. Um, and then we'll go into the article so the ami as the compass for housing policy why is ami such a focal point in housing and community development the the answer lies in its transformative power ami guides housing policy decisions by determining the income eligibility for various programs these programs encompass affordable housing initiatives rental regulations and allocations of resources for housing projects ami ensures that policies resonate with the financial capabilities of the community fostering inclusivity sorry and access inclusivity sorry and access 
you guys know I do this on my walk and there was a truck coming by okay so the role of AMI in affordable housing, one of the most tangible impacts of AMI and its role in defining affordable housing by segment, segmenting AMI into percentages, 30, 50, 80%, policymakers can um, gauge which or what constitutes affordable for different income groups. For, for instance, a housing program might target individuals or families earning 50% of the AMI for an area. This approach establishes a clear affordable affordability threshold facilitating the creation of housing options to cater to the diverse economic background. So we kind of like, I kind of like touched on that. So like a project that goes up downtown Chicago, they would probably say you can't make more than 80% of the AMI, you know, and the AMI downtown Chicago might be 200,000, right? So 30, 50, and 80% of AMI, yeah, those are the norms, right? But those numbers vary based on where the project is located. Challenges. Okay, so I'm not gonna, I, like I said, you guys get a chance to read this article. It's so awesome. Um, and we just close this down and kind of like talk about this a little bit. So, AMI. So how does that affect you? And why should you know about AMI? Because then you need to know why you were not qualified for that affordable housing project or why you were qualified for that affordable housing project. You need to know why your rent is constantly being adjusted. Um, you need to know why it's important for you to report any changes in your income, right? You know, I, I, I see it all the time. I mean, growing up in the projects myself and uh, dealing with uh, the people in the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, which I'm so grateful. I mean, nine years of people, families, allowing me to um, create programs and try different approaches. Uh, it, it has been, it's been amazing, right? But now, you know, um, we're at this point where <clears throat> We need to take all of our findings, all of our research for over the, you know, this almost a decade, and 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 you know, go to the decision makers and the lawmakers, and let them know, look, this is what's working, and this is this this isn't working, right? But I, am um, trying to explain everything to you guys. They have landlords and um, tenants listening so that you'll understand so that even if we're able to get some of these changes that we want to suggest, you need to know what it is. You need to know why the change is there. You, I mean, you got you to... Gotta, people can't just let just continue to live free la, la 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 and then allow other people to 
dictate dictate what's going on in your life and adjust this and adjust that and change a rule here and change a rule there and you don't understand why these rules are being changed and you know you're either going with it or not going with it come on it's really all about stability you guys it's all about stability and the only way you can create stability in your own in your own life is if you stand on the front line in your own situation you don't have to be a scholar to try to figure out why rent is so high or why your rent has been adjusted you don't have to be a scholar to do that you just have to be taking care of your business you know i always i often tell you know the members of the renters that i deal with i often tell them like look you don't owe a landlord all your information the only way you owe anybody all your information is if you're not taking care of your business you don't owe them all your business don't if you're not taking care of your business so i'll give you an example let's say um you don't pay rent you didn't pay rent uh a month and so before you and you know you're not going to be able to pay that rent before it even comes up so you know like uh two weeks into the month you're like wow an emergency happened and it's going to be hard for me to pay this rent you need to talk to the landlord you talk to the landlord you uh, explain everything because communication is king like look it's two weeks in i might not be able to pay my rent i can try to pay something um i'll i'll you know try to catch up but this happened you don't have to give them any details you know but just say an emergency came up and this is what it is let's talk about it and see what we can do to remedy this because i don't want to get too far behind all right that's a conversation but let's say let's say you your landlord you didn't pay your rent for so let's say you didn't have that conversation with the landlord and then rent is due and it's the fifth and then you get a five-day notice uh on the sixth all right because you have five days to be late and then the next month comes and you don't pay the rent and you haven't talked to the landlord and now it's two months you haven't talked to the landlord and you're just getting notices and now you're in eviction court or now this notice is like okay you really gotta go that point you're gonna now you're you have put yourself into a situation where you're gonna be like telling them all your business in order to get some leniency right you want them to be lenient toward you so now you're now this emergency is all of a sudden not an emergency but okay so my son got into the hospital and he was hit by a car and i didn't have insurance and the bank and now my bank account is negative because a whole bunch of stuff bounced and everybody was still trying to take their money and this and another now you owe all your business to your landlord now the only way you don't owe your the, the you don't owe your landlord all your business the only way you owe your landlord all your business if you're not taking care of your business and this is why i'm trying to put all this information out there i'm trying to break it down so you don't understand because i already see it man now let me tell you a little about let me forecast a little bit it's going to be public housing and public housing programs that's going to uh level 
a little, you know, kind of get this housing affordability leveled out. That's what I see. That's what I'm forecasting. It's going to be a lot of public housing programs for that. All right. You're listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. Thank you, guys. You are amazing, especially when I get phone calls. Like, yeah, I was listening to the podcast. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, boom. Okay, so I'm going to be giving away one of the books. You know, I'm I'm actually giving away a book and my um, giving away uh, one of the hard copies of Five Day Notice in my Facebook group, The Apartment Lady. It's about 272,000 people in that group, and there's about 130,000. No? Wow, 130,000 countries. That's what I was getting ready to say. Ha! <laughs> No, it's 130 countries representing that group, but about 130,000 of the people in that group are from the United States. Okay, guys, and I'm trying to figure out a way to give away some books because the next book is coming out, and the next book is called, okay, Fragile Threads of Hope, Marion. We're going to talk about it. All right, I'm LaShondra Gray, the apartment lady. Founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation Eviction Space, and you're listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing. Bye.